Thank you, Bob and the praise team. Thank you so much. I want to welcome you all out. It's good to see everybody. And I want to ask you this. Uh, would you say that you are a patient person? <laughs> no, I see fingers pointing. Hey, a good, uh, good way to find out is ask somebody, or maybe I should ask somebody close to you. They'll, they'll tell me the truth, right? Um, I am not a very patient person, my wife will tell you. Um, and I'm not bragging. I just, look, it's, it's really bad. You know, I'm just impatient. Don't like traffic. I do not like other cars to be around me. I don't like to be going slow or stopping or I like one speed and that's just me, you know. Um, uh, traffic is bad. I don't like doctor's offices. Anybody like waiting at the doctor's office? That's just terrible. I mean, don't give me an appointment for 10 if you're not going to take me back till 1030. I understand if I just show up out of the blue, um, but if I have an appointment, you know, don't take me back an hour later. I don't get that. Um, I was at Food Lion just this, this week, two days ago, and so I was marinating on this message and <laughs> had this whole idea of patience in my head and um, went into Food Lion in a hurry. Anybody go to the grocery store like, like that? Um, went into Food Lion in a hurry and went to the Express checkout, right, because that's, that's what you do. Um, and the, there's a sweet old lady there. And this, I'm not kidding, not exaggerating, 10 minutes to check me out, right? And I only had like 10 items. <laughs> and she looked like a sloth at a termite buffet. All right, that was, that was bad. That was wrong. <laughs> but, I, you know, I was patient because I was, you know, thinking about this message. And, you know, God, God you're so funny, you know, sometimes. Who would put this person at the express checkout lane? Anyway, um, kids are the same way, aren't they? Uh, kids are very impatient. Um, if you have kids now, you know that. If um, your kids are out of the house, I just want you to flash back to those days. <laughs> Remember the days when your kids were impatient? You know, we just um, got back from vacation a couple weeks ago, so I've got tons of sermon material um, that I'll probably use till Christmas. Uh, but so, you know, six and a half, seven hour drive for us. And guess what question I got? Are we there yet? You know when I got it? Withful. <laughs> I was like, man, this is going to be a long drive. You know, um, we are all impatient. We are all impatient to a degree, aren't we? We all are. Um, we are a no wait right now people. And it's really you know, become part of our culture. It's become part of who we are. Um, that's, how, that's how big of an issue it is. Do you all remember the old phones? I mean, when I say old phones, I mean like the, the turnaround <laughs> phones. Yeah, you rotate them. I mean, it'd take you a couple minutes to dial a long-distance number. And if you messed up, oh, man, you had to actually hang the phone up and start all over, you know. And uh, now we've got instant messaging. In an instant, you know. Um, remember, if you wanted to, if you wanted to know something, if you wanted to find out something, you actually had to go and buy a newspaper, and you, you know, it's something you had to unfold and read, and you know, it took a lot of work to find out what was going on. The kids nowadays are like, "What's a newspaper?" 
you know. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, if you go and you purchase a newspaper today, it's old news. <laughs> um, we we're, we have instant news, instant stories, uh, information. Remember when you heard a song on the radio and it was just, uh, it resonated with you. And you're like, oh, I love that song. Or I know that song, but I can't think of the name of it. You remember how much torture that was? <laughs> you, you know, you, you thought on it all day long and you, and you actually had to ask your friends, you know, who sings this song in order to find out. And now it's just, hey, Siri, who sings this song? And you get your answer. Wow. If, if we sit back and we take a really good look at, at our lives and our world, we will realize that we are not very patient at all at all and and that is a problem you see that is a problem because God wants us to have patience it's actually one of the fruits of the spirit which means that it needs to be displayed in our lives um, Galatians five twenty two and 23 is really the scripture that this series is based upon and it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against su such things there is no law. So these are the fruits of the Spirit, and um, these need to be displayed in the lives of a believer. Well, what is patience? We sort of know, but it, it literally means under, endurance under stress. Endurance under stress. And some translations say long suffering now does that sound appealing to anybody <laughs> long so anybody wanted long suffer with me right no that sounds terrible but that's what the biblical word patience means and it, it, it means um having the will to wait it means waiting faithfully and listen we don't do that very well now we we actually are terrible at, at, at that when, when we're going through a hard time, when your life is, is you're going through a difficult time in your life, sure, um, we are impatient in that, and we can, we can understand each other in in wanting to be out of that or done with that. It's easy to become impatient, right, during those times. It's also easy to become impatient when our life isn't where we want it to be. Maybe we maybe we're okay, but we want better. Um, it's easy to become impatient. If we're like that, but look, if we're really honest this morning, it doesn't take a whole lot for us to become impatient. You know, when we when we look at the situation that we're all in with the pandemic, we we all want that to be over, right? I mean, we're all sort of just done with it, just ready for it, just can't wait. In in the in the spirit of that, all right. It's easy to bring that down to every single part of your life. It's easy to begin to, to lose patience here and there and in smaller things. We can carry it over. So, look, this morning, this message is for everyone, for all of us. We all need to learn to be more patient. And I want to go through three reasons with you this morning on why we need to be patient, all right? So, first of all, God is patient. God is patient. We, we were made in the image of God. And what that means is we are to be like God. We are to be like Him. And so since He is patient, 
we are to be patient as well. If you are even just a casual reader of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, you can clearly see God's patience. He is such a patient God. You can see it clearly with, with Noah and, and, and the flood. And when God approached Noah and told him about the flood, he waited 120 years before he sent the waters. And it wasn't just to give Noah enough time to build the ark. Uh, experts think that it took at most 60 years for Noah to build the ark. So you see, he, he gave the warning about the flood and then waited. Um, with Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, the, the city that was destroyed by, by God, um, he showed patience with that too. And Abraham begged God not to do it. And, and there was this interesting conversation between God and Abraham. And, uh, you know, God wanted to destroy it then. And Abraham said, no, please let me, let me go find some righteous people. And, you know, God relented and allowed Abraham to go and do that. God exhibited patience. When we think about uh, Jonah, um, you know, sometimes we forget Jonah. I mean, we focus on Jonah and forget Nineveh. Nineveh was where Jonah was called to go to, and he didn't go there at first, remember? And, you know, God sent the well. But Nineveh was this great city, this huge city, but it was very, very wicked. And guess what they did? They repented. And what did God do? He relented. You know, he, he, he showed patience with with them and when we think of the Israelites God's chosen people um, you sort of look at their life and it drives us crazy doesn't it when we when we look at them you know they spent 40 years in the wilderness wandering in the wilderness just imagine that road trip with your kids <laughs> are we there yet you know, no no it's a long time I gotta pee or I gotta eat you know that'd be terrible um, 40 years all right when we think about this, if you know anything about this, their story, they couldn't even wait 40 days. You know, a after the Exodus, Moses went on top of Mount Sinai to receive the commandments from the Lord, all right? And how long was he up there? 40 days. And you know, the people started tripping out. They're like, what's going on? We can't wait. They lost their patience. They started taking off earrings and bracelets and necklaces uh, of gold, and, and they melted all that, and they made a golden calf, and they started worshiping it. It's silly. But that's what happens when you don't wait, when you lose, lose patience. God, God noticed it, and he said, you know, hey, Moses, your people down there are doing something crazy. You better go check it out. And Abraham begged God not to destroy him right then and there, and, and you know what God did? He, he relented. He didn't. You know, God is... Very patient. So let's make this personal. You know, we can look back and, and read these great stories that show God's patience, but the truth is God is patient with you. God is patient with you and me. Uh, 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. He's patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You know, let me ask you this. How many times have you failed God? I mean, just be honest with yourself this morning. I mean, how many times have you fallen short of where God wants you to be? You know, I 
look back on, on my life. I know for me, I can speak for me, okay? Um, can't speak for anybody else but myself. I know for me, I should have been kicked off the team a long time ago. You know, look back at so many times in my life where, where I failed God, um, turned my back on him even, you know, sinned against him. And he was so, so patient with me. If we just go back and we, we are clearly honest with ourselves and we take just a couple of minutes of our very busy days and, and we write down uh, instances of our past where we walked away or we failed God or we, we didn't obey, we, we will very quickly come up with a long list. Now, God is, God is patient with me. He's patient with you too. And look, you, you may be here, you may be watching online um, and you've never placed your faith in, in God, you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ and in the gospel and what he did for you on the cross, um, look, I just got to tell you, you know, he's patient with you. You're, he's allowed you to be here or to listen or to hear the gospel message, to hear that there is forgiveness and grace and salvation. He is patient with you. So why wait? Why wait? You know, if, if that is is someone here um you know one day if you keep waiting it'll be too late and one day you'll look back and you'll be able to think and see wow god was patient with me he gave me so many opportunities i sh- i wish i by, by then it'll be too late you know don't don't wait god is god is patient um with us and so here's what he wants in return he wants us to be patient with him He's patient with us, and so he wants us to be patient with him, to trust him, to trust in his plans and in his timing and in his goodness. Well, why is that? Well, the second uh, reason that we need to have patience is this. God knows best. He knows best. And we struggle with this a lot. We struggle with thinking that we know everything. We'll, We'll quickly say we don't, but then we act like we do. You know, we we. We act like our knowledge is superior, or we know best. But the truth is, you know, some, we have wisdom. We have common sense a lot of times. But the truth is, we don't know better than God. God knows what's best for our lives. And sometimes what he wants is different than what we want. And look, God is not up there on his throne. No. Just saying no just because he can. No. He knows best. Psalm 147.5, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. And look, the truth is we have very limited knowledge. Even the smartest person has limited knowledge compared to God. He has infinite knowledge. The Bible refers to his, him as being all-knowing. He knows it all. He knows everything. He knows about everything, but he also knows everything about you and me. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. He knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. And the scripture tells us that he, the hairs on your, on your head are numbered. And no jokes about that. Um, that's figurative language, by the way. <laughs> that, that, that means that he knows you very well. That's how well that he, he knows you. Um, and you might say this. You might battle this. Well, if God knows me that well and loves me like that, 
and is that intimate and personal with me, why doesn't he give me what I want? And, you know, why, does, why doesn't he answer what I ask for? Why doesn't he do that? Well, he knows what you want. Yes, he knows you that well. He does. Um, but more importantly, he knows what you need. He, he knows what you need. In Matthew 6, um, Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, and he, he was showing them and talking to them about the pagans which were, you know, people outside of their faith that worshipped other gods. And he said, don't be like them. The way they prayed was they, they really didn't have faith in their gods. They believed that the more you repeated your request, the more you would appease the God. So they, they would repeat their request over and over again. So prayer really wasn't a heartfelt thing, okay? He, Jesus said, don't be like them, Matthew 6, 8. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Wow. That's how much God knows about you. God knows exactly what we need because he knows everything. And look, he knows He knows best. You know, sometimes what we want isn't what is best for us, right? Sometimes when we want things, which is most of the time now, God knows it's not the best timing for us. He knows best. You see, when we become impatient, it's actually a very bad thing. It really, it, it really is. Um, it's not good for us at all. It will, will affect your health. Your blood pressure will rise. You probably have to start taking medication for that because you're, of your impatience. Um, you will add stress to your life. You'll probably lose some sleep. You'll probably be very emotional. Um, it'll cause damage to your relationships if you're impatient. So very some practical reasons. Not only that, but you will end up having regrets. If you make decisions based off your impatience, it will, you will have regrets. It will lead to mistakes, right? We can be patient with God because ultimately, he knows everything, and we don't. We don't. You just never, you never know what God is doing, but he does. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, you never know when that no might be for your good. He might be preventing you from making a mistake or harming yourself or others, or actually he might have something better in store for you. You see, he knows best so when things don't happen or they don't happen the way that you don't want them to or when you want them to look just be patient you be patient and you trust him and that's what patience is ultimately all about isn't it trust and we don't really think of it that way but when we are impatient what we ultimately are showing God is that God we don't trust you I know we don't mean to do that but that's what happens that's what it's showing God. Um, but we need to trust in the one who, who not only knows best, but wants best for you. So the final reason for us to be patient is this. The Lord is coming soon. The Lord is coming soon. Do we believe that? I mean, that's what Scripture teaches us, right? Actually, Scripture talks twice as much about Jesus' second coming as it does his first coming. You know, Jesus came once. He really, really did. And so we can be sure that he is coming again. Not only does Scripture speak 
uh, twice as much about Jesus' second return. Jesus said, I'll be back. He made the phrase famous before Arnold ever did. <laughs> okay? And it's probably much cooler. He, Jesus said that he would return. Look, sometimes we get so focused on getting the good right now that we forget that the best is already on its way. We forget that Jesus is become is coming soon because we uh, get so impatient with the right here and the right now. Uh, James, the brother of Jesus, says this in, in James 5, verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. So James here, he's the brother of Jesus, like I mentioned. He use, uses a parable, which is what Jesus did a lot. And he, you know, I guess James liked the way Jesus taught. So he used a, a parable here about Jesus' return and about patience. And he used the parable of a farmer. And we are in a farming area here, a lot of agriculture. And I, I know and have worked with a lot of uh, farmers and people involved in agriculture. And th they are very hard workers very hard workers and in this context what James is saying is the farmer works hard and does what he can or she can and, and is involved in what he or she has control over but is not worried about what they have no control over and what was that the weather the weather the, the rain and and the sunshine um, they did what they needed to do but they waited for the rain and in this area um, in this geography, this is the Middle East. This is Palestine. Very dry, very hot climate. Not, not a whole lot of rain. But you know what? It rained twice a year primarily. These two seasons, in the spring and in the autumn, in the fall. This, this, and it would rain enough to where the crops would really, really do well. So the farmers worked. They did what they could do. But you know what they were expecting? The rain. You know what they were waiting on patiently? The rain. You know what they were hoping for? The coming of the rain. And you know what? It would come. It would come. James 5, 8. And, and he, James turns the corner here and he uses that parable and he says, You too. You, you too. Be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Look, James is talking to us today. You too, be patient. The Lord's coming is near. Hey, look, it, the Bible's pretty clear about that. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be 10 years from now. It could be 20 years from now. The point is that he's coming. And in light of eternity, if you were to place your lifetime against eternity, right, it's relatively soon when Jesus' return is. You know, we need to be, we need to be looking and we need to be working and doing what call, what God's called us to do. We need to be waiting faithfully for Him to return. You know, on our vacation, we went to a seafood restaurant. Which, anytime you go to the beach, that's just what you do, right? Um, but it's weird because I'm the only one in my family that likes seafood. Um, but you know, we just do that. 
So we went to this really nice place. It was really cool. It was on the water. had this really beachy feel to it. You know, only thing missing were pirates uh, type of thing. So um, I ordered the captain's platter, which is what, you, what I do at every seafood restaurant I go to, you know, the captain's platter. Um, everybody's, you know, we're there waiting on the food, and everybody's food came but mine. And so mine's taking a little bit longer, and, of course, my family starts eating right away. They don't wait on me. Um, but, you know, the normally, right, what would you do? Would you lose your patience? Come on, be serious. Um, I did, but it was okay. It was all right. Um, this, the waitress we had came out, and she did this a couple of times. And, and she said, your food's coming. Your, your captain's platter is on its way. All right, and you know what that did to me? That gave me a little bit of hope. <laughs> all right, it would be so, it would be so much different. All right, think, th- just be practical with me. If they bring everybody's food but mine and nobody comes, what would you think? I, they forgot about me, right? But no, she she came out twice and, and reassured me that they were working on it and it was coming. And so, even though in my mind I'm growing a little bit impatient. Just that little contact, that little bit of information just reassured me. And you know what? I waited, and it came. Hey, my captain's platter came, guys. It came. It really did. And it was the best captain's platter I ever had in my life. I ate every little deep-fried crumb, and I even ate the coleslaw. It was so good. Man. You know, sometimes we have to remind ourselves or we have to be reminded that the best is coming. Look, it is coming, guys and gals. The Lord Jesus is returning. And look, things right now may not be where you want them to be. As a matter of fact, things right now may be very difficult for you. A lot of people are going through a very very difficult time right now but listen one day very soon this will be over one day very soon the Lord will return and he will make all the wrongs right and it will be the best thing that you have ever experienced in your life we just need what patience right now in our world right now today God wants us to have patience. Do you have the will to wait? Do you have the power to be patient? Look, if you don't, don't be afraid to ask God to help you. I know that's kind of like the the thing you never ask God for, right? Have you heard that? Don't ask God for patience. He'll give it to you. No, that's not the way to think. You want patience. You want to have patience. As a matter of fact, if you don't, you're missing out. You're missing out. I want to close with this verse here, Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not be faint. I love that in the King James. That's just I love that translation of this verse. Notice the words, they 
and shall there. See the repetition? They. And, and it's contingent upon what? They that wait upon the Lord shall. And that's very strong language. Um, that is um, legal language. That means it will happen. Absolutely. It has to happen. It's contractual language. So if we wait upon the Lord, these things shall happen. The Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Um, there's something supernatural, folks, about waiting on the Lord. About trusting in the Lord. About saying, God, I don't understand what's going on right now. God, I'm ready for this to be over. Or God, I'm ready for this to happen. I'm ready for this to start. I'm ready for this change to begin. God, I don't know what's going on, but whatever it is or whatever is not happening, I'm trusting in you. Look, and I'm waiting on you. There's something supernatural about that when you do that. Are you a they? Can, can, can you take this and put yourself into that category? They? If you wait upon the Lord, God will give you strength that you didn't have before. You will rise above the chaos and the mess of this world. Man, don't we all need to do that? Your life will be less stressful. You will enjoy so much more of your life. Scripture tells us that when we um, trust in him, he makes our path straight. We acknowledge him. That's what that means. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. We trust him. We wait upon him. You know, our lives are so much better when we have patience and we wait upon the Lord. I want to ask you to bow your heads. Is there something that is on your mind and heart today? there's something that is real heavy um, in your life something that you know that you're impatient about if it's something that is really bothering you and affecting you that is a clear sign that God wants you to let it go that God wants you to trust him, trust in his love for you, trust in his knowledge of you and your, your life. And if it's something that you have limited control over, why not be like the farmer? In James's parable, why not be like the farmer who, who works faithfully, who is obedient in doing what he or she could do, but then what is outside of their control, they give that to the Lord, and they trust the Lord in that. If you're struggling, why not, why not give that whatever it is that's causing you to be impatient, why not give that to the one who is in control of everything? Would you do that today? And if you're struggling with 
having patience or waiting on the Lord. Just ask him to help you. And he will. He will. And your life will be so much better if you wait on the Lord. Father, today we love you. We thank you. Father, help us to have patience. Help us to be like you. And you are so patient with us. And we don't deserve that. We thank you for the grace and the mercy you've extended to us. Father, help us to understand that you know everything and you know best and you want what's best for us. So if we go through seasons in life where we're questioning or doubting, um, struggling with your timing and what you, you want for us right now, Father, help us. Help us just to trust you and give you control of our minds, of our worries and doubts. Help us to place our faith in you. And you, you know everything and you know best. Father, help us to live like we believe you are returning soon. Help us to look forward to that day when you will make all the wrongs right. And you will make this world new. Father, if there's anybody listening or here that hasn't given their heart to you through Jesus Christ, I pray that they wouldn't wait any longer. That they would realize that you love them and that you sent your son to die for them. And that through placing their faith in what Jesus did for them on the cross, that they would be saved. I pray that they would do that today. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen.